0: I am the product developer and co-founder of Lash Couture Pro, located in sunny California, and I am today's guest announcer. You can find us on Instagram at the Couture Pro. Cue the music. In an industry where most of us spend the majority of our time working alone in a room, this podcast was created so you can learn, be encouraged, and find a connection with other lash and beauty professionals. This is the Lash Cast Podcast, and here's your host, Paul Lubbers.
1: Coming to you from the City of Roses, this is the broadcast by Lash Professionals and for Lash Professionals. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today is part two of our interview with Sandra Duarte from Lash411. This episode is going to be a little bit more focusing on the future, a little bit looking back, but now we're going to be looking forward to what is next for Sandra, and hopefully you're going to find some encouraging um, conversations about what she did, why she did, and really what's next, and how really you can pivot in life and make big changes, and you don't have to feel bad about it. It's okay. You can change. You don't have to do the same thing the rest of your life. We all can make big changes, and Sandra goes into a little bit that in this episode. That, before we get into that, though, real quick, three announcements. We have two things on for sale from Lashcon. First, this is the last week where you can get your Lashcon FOMO ticket. We're taking it offline at the end of this week. And then the second thing, you can get your Lashcon T-shirt now. So if you didn't get one because you bought the economy ticket or maybe you didn't uh, go to Lashcon but you like the T-shirt, just go to our link in the bio. You'll see a picture of it. Super cute. Our daughter, Fiona, drew it. She's an art student at Noman. It's a visual effects school, the top visual effects school in in the world and so she drew it as an anime inspired t-shirt for you guys it's really really cool i think you will like it so take a look at it and hopefully you can go buy it. it's only 29 bucks guys nothing it's really cheap and then the last con ticket you can make three payments it's 209 dollars divided into three payments so you can pay 70 80 bucks over the next three months so really super easy last we need guest announcers if you want to be on our show this is your chance just go to the show notes and look up the script Read it, into a, record it on video, audio, doesn't matter, and send it to paul at lashcastpodcast.com. And by the way, so far, we've never turned anyone away. Everyone who's done, did it, did a great job. We loved it, and we put it online. So really... You have a 100% chance at this point of getting on our podcast at some point. You may have to wait a little bit, but you will get on, and we'd love to have you. So please do that and record today. Don't wait. Don't go get to it anytime. It's really easy, guys. Take your phone out. Take a video. Record it and send it. You can do it like right now as you're listening to this. Do it and send it to us. We'd love to have you on our podcast. All right, guys. That's all I have for you for announcements. Otherwise, I hope you find this as a wonderful send-off to Sandra. Uh, Sandra, I'm sure you're listening to this. I hope you find this as a gift to you, as a wonderful send-off to say thank you for everything you've done for our industry. You deserve so much more than we could give you, but this is the best I could come up with, so a nice way to honor you and for all of you out there listening. Hopefully, if you haven't done it already, go reach out to her, email her or DM her and tell her how special she is to you and let her know what she's done for our industry because I know she would really appreciate that as she's moving on to bigger and better things for her okay guys otherwise that's all i have here enjoy the show anything in this industry that you feel like where was disappointing you like you just look back on man this this is some areas that maybe not you so much personal, but you just felt like our industry is missing something or is not really hitting the mark where it needs to be
0: that's a good question uh, well, I, no. <laughs> <laughs> Simple answer, no. Because I feel like what the void was, was that information was not being shared. Yeah. That's what the void was. A technology is a void as well. Yeah. I mean, that's why I tried to create a website that was like a network and like, you know, tried to accomplish a few things. But in the information part of it, we've come such a long way over the last five years. So now it's, that's not a problem anymore. Like that. Solved itself now that people freely give. There's like 8,000 podcasts too now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously, there's always the good and the bad and everything. And if I, yeah. now that I'm remembering yeah. what the bad is, the bad is that you've got, like you said, the trainers, the trainers is the problem. It's you've got people who will literally just take $500 for two days or, you know, and I probably shouldn't even talk about a price point on it because what does that price point really include, right? Is that price point their expertise? Is the price point a paid by hour, like what they're charging just to spend time with you? It's like, there had come a point where I started treating my classes like I did services where I was just like, it doesn't matter what I'm teaching you in two days. It's two days. Like, that's just because I didn't care. And by that, I don't mean I didn't care about my student or anything. Oh, I probably cared too much. I mean that it doesn't matter to me if we're spending two hours together, you know, if it's a volume fill or if it's a classic fill, we're spending two hours together. And I'm still
1: downloading your DNA into that person and helping yeah. them with all that. And,
0: and I'm still going to be supporting you afterwards. It didn't matter to me what I was showing them. Why do you put a price point on classic versus volume? Mm-hmm. I mean, classic, if nobody's ever lashed before, well, what nobody's ever lashed before and they try to go straight to volume. Hmm. It's still starting from scratch.
1: Yeah. It is. It's all, yeah, zero from from zero. So, well, I'm glad to hear that there was nothing that blatantly, I think the biggest, in fact, our last episode was um, Cheryl came on from Untamed Artistry and we talked about the issues of training in our industry. And that was actually, uh, we got a lot of feedback from people and there is a lot of concern about what's going on in our industry training. There are a lot of people just trying to shortcut things, cut to, you know, jump to the yeah like do lashes for three months and become a trainer it's like yeah there's just like no sense of patience no sense of like becoming a massier craft people are just cutting to the line wanting to make money but i just have to remember like this is true in any industry it's not like something unique like lash artists are so evil and we do things uh, the shortcut way that's just human nature (laughs) people just want to yeah
0: and it's definitely the responsibility of whoever wants to take the class and invest the time like do your research be thorough because before you hand somebody thousands of dollars, that's on you as well. Yeah. Do they have any views with anything? If you're going to spend thousands of dollars, make sure first.
1: Yeah. I feel like actually after that episode, Tessa and I have talked, one of the things we really feel like we want to do more because we want to help educate through our podcast and through our Instagram, like how to make better choices. Just be informed before you go in and spend a thousand, two thousand, thousand, two thousand, three thousand dollars for training cause not all trains are created equal, just like all last artists are created equal. There are variations and there might be a great cheap last one artist out there, but you need to know what parameters to, to check in. So it's really always on the buyer beware or it's on the student yeah. to know what they are buying. And I feel like that's one of our things, like we've added that to our checklist of things we want to talk about and help educate people is so that they can make better choices. I mean, there are premium prices out there where you would get amazing training and there might, there are artists out there probably charging a lot who aren't so amazing. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, you gotta, you got, but it's on the student. You gotta like, uh, be, be all know what to ask and know what to do
0: before you make that purchase. So, so I've been told, "Oh, Sandra, you could be charging more," and I'm like, "Why?" Because <laughs> and, and and to a fault, I mean, it wasn't about money for me unless I needed the money to pay for something. I don't go in with the expectation of the money. I care more about did you walk away from here and learn something? Because you're not about to be somebody out there who said you learned from last 401 and you don't know what the fuck you're doing.
1: Like, <laughs> <laughs> you gotta represent me well. So,
0: yeah. Like, I used to have to tell my students, like, yo, you have my phone number. Why aren't you reaching out to me when you need help? I would reach out to them. Mm-hmm. I remember there was a time I said, contact me so I can give you a link so that you could book a free call whenever you want it. I made myself. Available, all they had to do was text me. Uh,
1: and that's a big part of it too. That's that is one of the biggest things I think you want from your trainer is someone who is going to be available to you in the future. And obviously, that's they can say they are, and that's different than actually the real truth of what's happening. And like, so, combined with someone saying, "Yeah, of course you have access to me," but also maybe finding students who've been to that person and they're like, Oh, absolutely. I just DM'd her last week and she got back to me in like a, a couple of days or <laughs> whatever the time frame is. And they at least got back to me and helped me out. I mean, that type of thing is pretty priceless. And yet I don't think that's always available for every artist out there, or at least they may not fall through it like they promised to. So I think that's something that was very cool. Well, you've always been the one that gave way more than value than you ever took. So one of the things, too, obviously, you've been in this for a long enough time to have had some crazy stuff happen in your career. And I thought it'd be fun. And hopefully you thought of some things from the questions I sent you about, like, your worst customer experience or maybe some crazy experience you had dealing with last artists through Instagram, through your trainings or anything like that. I thought it'd be kind of fun if you had a, one or two anecdotes in that area. To share with our
0: listeners. One, uh, my very, Stephanie taught me how to do lash lifts, and I went back to the salon and I did the receptionist, was the first person I tried to do it. They get on a lot of that. <laughs> and long story short, she had a chemical burn in her eye. Oh, no. <laughs> because let me tell you what happened. Uh, the solution started, I guess, started to get into her eye because yeah. instead of having a damp uh, flock tip, to remove solution one, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, it was wet, like wet, wet. Yeah. So as I'm trying to, you know, sop it up, it's leaking and starts to leak into her. And she says to me, I feel a little burning. And what do I do? I pull out my nebulizer. Like it's adhesive. (laughs) I, my wires were crossed. Right? Just,
1: well, if you'll know better, you just don't know. You just start trying to improvise right on the spot.
0: Yeah. So thank goodness that she was the receptionist of the hair salon, but yeah, there was a chemical burn. It, they said that it burned a hole in the back of her eye. I was oh my like, Oh gosh, shit.
1: holy crap. Yeah. I that think-
0: might've been dramatic. I don't know, but yeah.
1: Yeah. Tuss <laughs> never really liked lash lifts for that very reason. Not her, not her favorite thing. Cause while most of the time went fine every once in a while someone would just get a, at least a little irritation She's i just don't like irritating people it's no fun <laughs> it's
0: yeah you just never know
1: and how about with online with all i mean you've helped literally thousands of people there's got to be some i don't know if there's any i mean i don't just share about bad ones i don't know if you have any odd ones or little crazy moments that were like a little bit at least noteworthy or, or you got done you're like i gotta tell someone
0: i could probably count on one hand and which is wild that over five years only on one hand that I could count some confrontations, wow. if you will.
1: Well, good.
0: I remember there was one girl who sent me a message after a live, and I'm pretty sure I was a asshole on that live, um, <laughs> she, but she counseled me in a way that I received it. Hmm. She was like, you're kind of like a douche right there. Some people aren't going to like that. And, you know, <laughs> I just say, you know what? Thank you for taking the time to send me this message. Because I had realized, I was like, and I don't like being like that. Like, why am I snapping? Why am I being short? Why am I? And one thing we have to remember is like, I'm alone in a room talking to my face. Yeah. You know, things that you wouldn't say in front of somebody versus you can't physically who who you're even talking to. Mm-hmm. So I do remember getting a message. Like that. I give you credit for be able to say that because I think that's no
1: one ever wants to admit that, yeah, I was kind of a prick. You know, that wasn't my, my oh, moment. Yeah. And then to have someone share that and you actually be able to take that. Usually, most people shove that back in their face. Like, well, if you don't like it, then, you know, don't watch next time. Like, you know, it's like, why are you getting in my face? Who cares about you? Yeah, so.
0: and the part where I can accept responsibility is, well, I probably should have started having a format on my lives where people couldn't ask me the same questions or that I mm. found a way to navigate that without getting upset. Yeah. Like, have fun with it the whole time through. Why so serious, girl? Like, <laughs> <laughs> chill. But it was because it would be like, It'd be rapid fire, you know, like people ask a question, and I'm just shooting it off because I'm, I'm like, ooh, an opportunity to be helpful. But then it's like you get certain questions, and I'm like, really, like what the fuck, like why are you asking? That?
1: I think you started saying like in the beginning, like, do not ask me what my favorite glue is. <laughs>
0: like, no, I like don't ask me what the best
1: one or best. That's right, yeah, yeah, the best. glue. Yeah. that's it, that's it. Yeah, I remember you yeah, saying that because
0: there's just no such thing. No such
1: thing. Yeah totally true. What's next? I mean, obviously you said something about shoes. Now have you started like a shoe design company or are you just taking one off so how, what's this whole future game plan for you or is it still evolving?
0: It's still evolving. I like to design sneakers cuz I love sneakers. And I like choosing fabrics and colors and sewing and and I mean sewing runs in my family like my, both of my grandmothers were seamstresses. Oh, wow. So I don't know. Sometimes when I'm behind the machine, I'm like, yes, my ancestors are with me. I don't know.
1: But <laughs> Are you self-taught or did they teach you when you were a kid? That's or? the
0: thing, Paul. I'm self-taught because I took that class last year and I didn't know how to use a sewing machine. And this is not a regular sewing machine, Paul. This is an industrial leather sewing yeah. machine. And so fortunately, my sister had taken that class as well. She got the machine. And I was like, hey, can I borrow that? <laughs> <laughs> and so I taught myself how to do it it's kind of like the story
1: of your life it seems like right you just keep
0: but it's just like it's almost like lashes right because lashes you take a class and then you really come back and teach yourself right and so for the first six months it was really touch and go and i like literally had to put my hand on the machine and have a moment and be like listen we got to start making things because i want to start making things (laughs) so like can we get on a level because working with tension on a sewing machine when you've never worked with it before you got to figure out the upper and the lower and it's just it's just like trying to figure out something with lashes anything you're trying to figure out with that placement if you will or uh, how to dip into adhesive just anything that you're trying to figure out how to work with your tools it's like how can i maximize this tool and or machine to its fullest so that i can do this to the best that i can do it yeah and I had to, it's been awesome that I'm able to draw from my experiences lashing where I can say to myself, yeah girl, you didn't know what the fuck you were doing in lashes in the first 6 months. Well, don't expect you to yourself to know how to fucking use this machine. Mm-hmm. You're going to have trial and error. You're going to fuck up a few times before you succeed. Yeah. And so I'm able to talk myself through this cuz I'm like, oh, this is just like lashing. You know, and that just reminds me. I have to use adhesive to glue the sole to the upper. Right. Mm -hmm. So my first two to three sneakers, I was experiencing an issue and I reached out to one of my classmates and I'm like, bro, what is going on? And he was like, "You're using too much adhesive." <laughs> and you know, Paul. I was like, "Story of my life." No. I was like, what the hell? Adhesive strikes again. Oh I'm my like, gosh! Why am I not surprised? That's hilarious. But I also loved it because I chuckled because I was like, "I'm a student again. I'm learning all over. I'm making mistakes all over again." And I love that.
1: No, that's really cool. So for you right now, just so people understand, you're actually designing from scratch. A sneaker is that yeah. it? So it's like, and are these are personalized sneakers? Like people can order them from you? Are you? I'm guessing. Do you have a website? Are you online? Or.
0: Yeah, so eventually, so once I finish making my first nine, I'm on number five, you know, where I get all my mistakes out the way. It's just like, as soon as I get all my practice clients out the way, get my time down, get my styling just so and my coverage just right, Mm -hmm. you know, then I'll be able to, I'll start taking on paying clients at a reduced price. And as, you know, then as my experience grows, I'll start to increase my price. There you go. But yes, that's exactly, yeah, right now, that's, that's. What I'm doing.
1: Sounds like a familiar um, model that other people would be able to relate to. <laughs>
0: absolutely. And you know what? It doesn't stop just at sneakers. I I'm painting on purses. Hmm. I'm making t-shirts so that everything can go together. But overall, it's like I just want to create something positive mm-hmm. and however which way it touches you, whether it's it's just you like looking at beautiful things, and or if I write something that speaks to you, I want to continue to inspire people. And just inspire like all the good things and just be another conduit of love, if you will. Yeah,
1: it's awesome. Do you hope to kind of have a similar, are you looking to build an Instagram page and maybe have, I'm guessing there's a, there's a whole sneaker culture out there too, obviously. So is that something you want to do or is it more like you rather just right now learn your craft and not worry about whatever that might look like in the future?
0: I said probably earlier this year, early on, I was like, man, I'm going to be the next Kicks 411. I'm going to just do it all over again. And, you know, as time has gone by, I was just like, well, whatever. Like, whatever happens will happen. Something will inspire me to do something, to contribute in some kind of way, or... I'll just sit back and just make my art and mm. not take on a responsibility of being someone. But what I love in a way is I went from a male-dominated industry in finance to a female-dominated industry, right, yeah. in lashes beauty, to now back to a male-dominated industry in sneakers. Hmm. So, I mean, hey, I hope to maybe have an impact as a, a female designer in some kind of way. That would be great. Yeah. There's just no limits. I don't want to put any limits on anything. I'm just going to dream big. And if anything, yeah, give me all the accolades. I yeah. want to be recognized. Because I'm a Leo. <laughs> I, like, <laughs> it's going to come eventually where I'm going to want to be seen. But right now, I just want to hone in on the craft. Cause you know? you're, you're
1: the student right now, right? So you're just learning. Yes, but as you absolutely. Go, yeah, I'm, absolutely. Our daughter is um, going to a visual effects school called Noman. And she's a, a woman in a male-dominated world of visual effects. It's almost like. 95% guys. She's order.
0: rare. And yeah. she,
1: I'm like, just go for it. Don't ever let that be. In fact, if anything, I think you have an advantage. Let that now. push you
0: more. Yeah. Hell yeah. That's how I feel, Paul. Yeah. That's how I feel. I think I have an advantage. Some of my, friends have said things like oh you have to design this for men i said fuck that i'm not designing for men i'm designing whatever i want for whoever i want yeah. and it's i'm not just thinking about men i would definitely be thinking about women instead like <laughs> i'm designing for me get, open the I market
1: want. up finally get this yeah. market So maybe, if, like i yeah. i like
0: to look for the void. yeah i like to look where nobody else is looking and i mean not to toot my own horn but obviously when i find whatever it is i'm gonna make it happen and it's gonna be good because i have good ideas and oh man paul that was my ego talking there man like i just heard it come out and i was like oh, i haven't heard you in a long time like- <laughs> but i mean it can also be this confidence like no
1: i i believe in myself i've worked hard you know you yeah. have the work ethic and you know that if you i'm capable yeah you've done it once you're going to do it again and yeah of course there may be setbacks along the way but that doesn't stop you from succeeding absolutely and i think it's great that you want to do this and I, and i i'm looking forward to seeing your you know name on the with uh, on some magazine with a big shoe going, the, the master of shoes or whatever. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's very really cool. Now for last one is now, are you just packing it up? Or are you shutting down the website or someone's going to help maybe take it over? I know when Hillary stepped down, she actually didn't plan on it, but she ended up handing her company off to a new person who bought it, I guess. And now they're running with it. Do you have any plans like that? Or I
0: thought about it and you know, I was kind of surprised when people were like, are you going to sell the page? And I'm like, sell it to who? And like, <laughs> what will they do? And not to use the word control, but there's no saying that what happens to the page after somebody else takes it, what yeah. they do with it, they can either keep it going or completely change it. So what I'm leaning towards doing, and I've only just started coming around to this idea is the website is the Instagram page? Mm-hmm. It's all the posts imported from 2015 to 2019. The bonus is that you can actually search by keyword, whereas mm-hmm. you cannot do that on Instagram. You know, you can't search by a word and on my page and just find a specific.
1: It's actually post. that's coming on, just as a heads up on Instagram, that's coming. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> yeah. Thank
0: good. Yeah, yeah. It only took them five yeah, years.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's in the works. Actually, I think it's actually already been launched, but it's just not, I don't think it's been key- really announced as much. It's a different. Oh, that'd
0: be- super dope. If you yeah. can search within one person's page for a certain something, that would be great.
1: Yeah. I don't think it's on page. It's when you go to the search field, if you type in a word, you'll see a keywords now popping up at the top of the search page on Instagram. Oh yes. That
0: I've seen.
1: Yeah. Yes. That's new. And that's basically a keyword search. Cause what happens when you click on that keyword, it'll take you to all posts that related to that keyword now. So, ah, I so,
0: see. Yeah. So not just hashtags
1: in. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I think even better would be go to someone's page and go, oh, how can i f- especially your page, like how can I find about glue or or retention or whatever the topic is, and then they boom, here's all the posts. So that maybe right. that's the next upgrade that'll come. <laughs> yeah,
0: and so I kind of think that last four one one. While I'm sure many folks just come for the content. Um, it's it's not last four one without me.
1: <laughs> no, I mean it is you. I mean I think everyone knows that that's connected to you. It's, it's it would be because you, you know your lives were really kind of epic. I mean so many people up for your lives. And then they obviously watched the replay and so forth, and all that value you gave during that time. So, that's not, you're not gonna be doing that. So, obviously, that by the be.
0: way, guys, you can watch all those lives on YouTube because they're there. So there you from go. 2017. Is it last 401?
1: Just type that in YouTube and it pops up. Yes. Cool. So, lots of good content there.
0: Yeah. So, what I'm thinking to do is for the rest of the month of December, of which I definitely gotta, you know, <laughs> show my face a little bit more. But, (laughs) you know, just continue to push that guide, that downloadable guide and make the website. It's a part, it's a website and the guide that you get for that one price. And the website, I'm going to keep up for maybe one to two years as a resource for Lash Artists because it has all those posts. But I think I'm going to archive all of the posts on that page and I will find another purpose for that page. Hmm. I've discussed it with my brother and he's like, why don't you just sell it? And I'm like, no, (laughs) I put blood, sweat and tears in that shit. And if anything's going to happen to it, it's going to be by my hand. It's
1: your baby. yeah." You know, I don't know if you know, Mike and Sean thought about selling their salons earlier this year and they came out in their podcast and shared it and said they were, they just couldn't do it. They couldn't pull the trigger. They just could not sell them because it's their baby and someone else is going to screw it all up. And mm-hmm. it didn't matter what they promised. It just, they just couldn't do it. So they kept their salons. So I can imagine, you know, letting go of something that you've built your legacy really to the industry and then let someone else take it over. It'd be tough.
0: And I also don't know that it would, I don't want to say receive the same because right now there are people who are now giving information. Yeah. I'm only really known because I came out at a time when nobody was. Yeah. And so now that more people are doing it, does really somebody else need my page? Aren't they, don't they have their own? Aren't they then doing, you know?
1: Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, you've really kind of kicked the first domino and now there's, you, there's a lot of people doing it it's not no longer just sandra out there making a ruckus there's literally tons of people doing right. it, I, trying to help yes. out. i mean you look at last anarchist alley. she's going out there sharing stuff we do stuff uh yeah the list is endless now so yeah uh, the need as much of you've set the example and now you know your legacy in a lot of ways you say you inspire a lot of other people i'm sure who are now doing t- carrying your torch forward so that's really cool are you Open to coming back? Is there a possibility? I'm sure everyone's going to wonder, like, oh, she'll just do this for a year and then we'll see her back, or maybe they're hoping that they're <laughs> like,
0: you know, Paul, I had the itch to lash in October, and so I got a massage table and I did my sister's lashes, and I mm-hmm. fucking loved it. I was like, oh, this is so much fun because I know what I'm doing. It was like you know, <laughs> I, it was like riding a bike, and yeah, like yeah. it was very nostalgic for me, but for me it wasn't like oh yeah and now i want to have a full book of clients again and be spending my day sitting here doing like no no no, no." right now no but you know paul when i closed the shop and i said i made that announcement i was like chill don't worry i'll still be lash 411 Mm -hmm. like even then people like you're not gonna lash anymore and it's like well wait do you say that to the brand owners because they're not laughing anymore like (laughs) <laughs> no, I'm just gonna run lash four one one. I again I didn't see this coming either. I just thought I was gonna take a month off and then come back and just be able to dive headfirst into lash four one and finally monetize it and like you know, whatever. But shit, yeah. God had other plans. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, what it's a skill that I have, and if I ever wanted to or needed to do it, I could. So yeah. At least
1: the door's open, I guess we could say. Yeah. One other thing I remember you did on your on your when you started, you know, say hey might be selling some stuff in last 401. And I just remembered this. So I, I, it's not in the questions, but I wonder if you got any blowback on this. You said, I'm going to share the vendors that all the brands get their product from.
0: Oh, no, I don't know who the brands get their product from. I mean, from. you do know specifically, you were sharing
1: <laughs> from, you were sharing though, from overseas, right? Yeah.
0: Over the years, I've been contacted by these vendors yeah. and I've received samples. And so I'm like and. I was like, what's a way to raise money? Because I wanted to do a fundraiser. I had a moment where I, uh, over the summer, you know, because of what was going on with the racial tensions and people making donations, when I was like, how, I, something within me was like, and it might've been my ego that was like, well, you can do something too. You can help too. You have that platform. Mm -hmm. See if you can help too. And so I was like, well, what's something that I can make and I was like, well, you can't make shirts. <laughs> like yeah. you can't because you know, I can cut vinyl and heat press some like I was literally pressing those shirts myself. Oh, okay. Wow. And everybody is always asking you where can they, how can they make their own product line? Yeah. And again, like I said, Lash 4-on-1 is one of those pages that there's page just like it in every industry. And so I was like, ha. Huh. There's a girl out there. There's plenty of girls out there who are selling vendors for wigs and weaves and shoes and bags and clothes and whatnot. I had bought a vendor list for wholesale retailers, mm-hmm. so uh, of shirts like blanks and whatnot. So I was like, huh? I was like, of course, duh. They're gonna want this. Yeah. So I compiled the list. Yeah,
1: we actually at one point had thought about doing this. This was years ago, like five, six, seven years ago that we were going to say, we're just going to create an opportunity for people to buy these brands through us. We were thinking about sending a company that wouldn't actually be a label, but more mm-hmm. of a, a like, just like a conduit saying we have like 18 korean chinese companies that have great products by the way this is probably where all the other brands get it from
0: <laughs> it'd be so funny i'd get dms and they'd be like are these the same exact ones that such and such gets from i was like how could i know that
1: they don't tell you they don't share that yeah actually i'm like
0: how could i possibly know that
1: one brand did and i don't know if it's true because you never know brands lie to you about all that one brand we because we, we bought for our salon we finally did just for us buy directly from asia because it was just too expensive to buy, be paying $20, $30 a tray when I can get for like two to five bucks in Asia.
0: Yeah, Paul, that's insane. I did a comparison one time. Like I literally went to probably about 20 brands and the price ranges was from $14 to $30. Yeah, And the only differences I could see between the 14 and the $30 was the packaging.
1: Yeah. Exactly. And I always tell people, because we don't want to be disparaging about buying in the United States. I mean, truth is, the beauty about buying it here is you have customer service that's available to you usually. Accountability. Accountability. And at least some, they're checking the product. I do know that talking to a lot of these brands when they buy the product they get a lot of crap from asia like they send you all their crap with the good product and they have to sort through the good and the bad and it's just just so much trouble with that and i get it so i i you know if you buy straight from here and by the way i i I know a couple brands that are basically right now going to start making manufacturing here in the states So we're oh,
0: look at that!
1: Yeah, so I, I can't say who yet, they'll be announcing that all next year, I believe. And so we'll start seeing maybe America actually making product again, which actually I'm excited about. That would be really, really cool. So that could be very cool. Yeah, it could be. So, um, if you were starting right now as the last artist. I'm sure you have wisdom now that you didn't have, obviously the first time that you probably would say, I would do this differently or do that differently. And especially for some artists here who are newer, just getting started, that could maybe be a, a little encouragement or help to them. What are maybe some things you might do differently if you were starting out right now today?
0: If I'm honest there, I wouldn't change a thing. Oh, wow. And there, I say that because, uh, I told my students, to do exactly what I did in a way. Like when I would send them off, I'd be like, right, you're going to go back home. You're going to do this, this, and this, this is what's going to happen. Expect this to happen. This is how you should move. So, and I gave them the same direction that I took myself. So no, I don't think I would change a thing.
1: All right. Well, that's good. I mean, I I mean, but also I sent when you shared your story a little bit or about how you built, I mean, you practice and you didn't have this idea that you're going to be charging three hundred dollars for a new set within the first month or two of you know getting into it oh
0: yeah no i think maybe i just had that realistic expectation i knew that i would have i would work up to it yeah because i knew i didn't i didn't feel comfortable charging two hundred dollars when i didn't produce two hundred dollar work so maybe i had some kind of common sense realistic something that hit me because (laughs) shit I created a website and business cards before I even took the class. So the fact that I didn't even know what I was getting into, I was already all in. I had no choice but to make it work. And I fell in love. Like I feel like Cupid hit me with the lash arrow like six months into it. When I started to feel like I started to know what I was doing. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, no. I think what everybody needs to remember is that anytime you're learning something new, it's not going to be easy. And you need to give yourself a chance. And I say this in in the the beginning, the foreword of the manual. It says there's four things that you cannot buy in this industry. Um, In no particular order. Mm -hmm. Time. Speed experience practice
1: shit what's the fourth one that was we said time (laughs) speed practice
0: well I guess time and speed might go together but like like while you could purchase knowledge like hmm. you just you need experience I could tell you till I'm blue I could tell you till I'm blue in the face you know that the sky is blue but until you fucking step outside and look up you don't know that You know, it's just, yeah, it's in your head,
1: but you actually have not experienced it. And that's, I think that's very true. I think that's why YouTube, while it has its place, watching stuff is great. But I think still, there'll always be a place for in-person training too, and stuff like that, because there's so much more to gain when you actually can touch and feel and do it yourself.
0: I would like to say, I just want to make a suggestion about training. If you can go private, don't do group. Hmm. Or small for four people. The reason why is because you are there in person for the hands-on and that trainer needs to be present. Yeah. With respect, I've taken two group classes and one of them I definitely felt like I still got all the attention. I was like, mm. oh wow, this person made me feel like we were still in a one-on-one. Wow. Anybody who can do that, that's great. But a lot of people, you know, when you're doing the practical part and there's eight plus students in that class, that trainer is not paying attention to what you're doing. So Mm -hmm. if you really want to get the most bang for your buck, I highly recommend doing a private training because you get that one-on-one time, you get to ask questions, you are watched and it's just a better value, I think.
1: I would think, especially if you're new, if you have no clue, like you've never picked up tweezers. And yeah, I think just getting that one-on-one is going to go a lot farther than a group of 15, 20 people in a room or whatever you're just like you're gonna get you're gonna get lost in the mix um now i do think it's possible i might be wrong but when it comes to more like learning a technique or just more like something like here's a styling class or a retention class like there's all these new courses coming out where i think it is actually more theory at times and then you just kind because of, you've already done yeah. it you're just being taught a new concept it's kind of like yes. hair cutting like haircut you know i see it in the hair world where they're like we came with a new styling technique and it's like okay you know I'm a, i've been doing hair for 10 years i'm not gonna, I'm gonna here's your scissors. You know, it's not like that anymore. It's more just like, Oh, that's interesting. Okay. I got it. I'll go, go and try that myself. You know, I think we can see that happening in lashes too, but if you're new, man, just, yeah, go for the little bit. It's going to cost more, but I think you're, you're going to get a lot more out of it.
0: Absolutely. And simply just because you want to make it worth it. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot reason, money. <laughs> I, used to, I used to think that, that classes cost as much as they did because, you're learning a career you're learning a, a, a skill that will make you money like mm-hmm. a whole it's giving you a whole new job that's why i thought you know i think classes cost what they do but i do understand i mean when you're just going for refreshers and or ongoing yeah could those be a little bit cheaper sure but then it comes back to well is that trainer charging you for their time or for what they're teaching you yeah. so
1: yeah yeah it, it, there's so many variables in the we probably go on hours talking about training this is one of the big topics I think I've I've just seen like all sorts of people talk about. But that said, I think it's a good t- tip for newbies especially to go for that. I think it's really interesting your journey because I look back and I think this is for people and I've shared this in other podcasts too. But there's just a time when it's time to move on and it's okay and it's not a mark of failure. I don't think anyone looks at you right now and says, oh, Sandra failed in any way. I think everyone looks on and hopefully sees that it's okay to pivot. It's okay to change. And it also may take time. Like the change may be slow. Most things in life don't happen overnight. And so for you, it it sounds like it almost was like a two year journey from beginning to the end when you kind of made this huge pivot. And I think that that's normal and it's okay. And you don't have to commit the rest of your life to any one thing you could say, you know what? I mean, you fell in love with lashes. And you were like in before you knew you were in, it seemed like. And then, you know what? Then things came and moved along. And that's okay, too. And uh, you can just pivot. <laughs> yeah, some,
0: some. sometimes you go as far as you can go.
1: Yeah, you're right. Say, so, you know what? I've accomplished everything I had hoped to accomplish right now. So yes. time to find some new challenges to overcome. Yes. And, th- and not everyone has to own a brand, guys, and have their own lashes. I, I know that seems like to be the pinnacle of the lash industry. But truth is, some people can have other successes and then be done and walk away. And that's all good. <laughs> Absolutely.
0: And like to anybody listening, you can play any role you want in an industry at any given time. Yep. I've said this before. You can start off as a lash artist and then become the trainer and then have your own brand. And you can do all of it. You yeah. can be all three of those at once, or just be one of those things. Mm-hmm. Like you can do whatever you want. It's your business. And that's that's what the beauty of Lashes is and that's why i'm so grateful for the experience because it showed me so much and i love that i can relate it to anything else
1: yeah no yeah you can take all that you can take it to your next job right it sounds like you already have your next career
0: exactly paul have you ever read the alchemist
1: no i have not but i'm aware of it oh my
0: gosh paul it was so profoundly life-changing for me (laughs) only and i imagine that had i read it a year ago two years ago i wouldn't have understood it Mm. but reading it i think i read it in september i read it like three times wow and i got the audible version so i didn't really read it i just listened (laughs) but i saw myself in so many different characters in it i Mm. saw myself as the business owner who was afraid to expand and grow the business because i was afraid of the success Mm. I used to want to have eyelash art, have a retail front, like where it was like some like the lash exchange yeah. that never went through. Like it just certain things. I probably sabotaged myself out of fear of success.
1: Interesting. That's a very common thread for people. I, I wouldn't say there's been times where we've struggled with that, you know, just not moving forward with something because you're afraid. Well, what if we fail? <laughs>
0: yeah, absolutely.
1: What if you do fail? <laughs> it's all right. So right.
0: And like, why be afraid of something that hasn't happened yet?
1: Yeah. Well, that's really cool. The Alchemist. I will have to look that. I just looked it up on my computer here.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Get the version where Jeremy Irons is narrating it. Oh my gosh.
1: Jeremy Irons. Awesome. Yeah. It's just more intelligent when he speaks.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. Everything sounds better.
1: Yes. I need a British accent. That's why I'm always jealous of Jamie. I'm like, gosh.
0: You know, listen. Do you know when I lived in London, I used to show up to work every day. They're talking to me. And I'm like, you know, I would just love to wake up one morning and be able to speak English. (laughs) (laughs) Their way.
1: Yes. Uh, There's something about I mean, we love American or British actors for some reason. We just love that accent there's something about it that's super attractive i don't know if the british i don't think do they feel the way same way about american accents or they're like eh.
0: paul let me it's it's half and half some uh-huh. of them are like oh my gosh i love it well, you know when we're not talking obnoxiously right <laughs> but i kid you not paul i remember being in my flat one day and my flat was about two train stops away from where they had the olympics right i was there 2012 when they had the olympics And I remember there was a uh, college where exchange students would come, and one night there was just this loud, obnoxious conversation going on outside my window, and it was Americans. (laughs) And I was like, oh, my gosh. I was like, this is why they hate us. I was like, I get it now. I understand. It was horrible,
1: Paul. I'm sadly, I'm one of those people. I'll I admit, <laughs> I've been overseas, Asia mostly, uh, actually almost 100% Asia, and I Tuss has been with me, and she's always went, shut up. You're one of those obnoxious oh. Americans. I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. Oh. <laughs> I, I'm Just loud when I'm out walking, especially if I'm excited and I'm enjoying the world. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. And they're like, oh, loud, stupid American. <laughs> but oh well, that's but you're right. But
0: that just goes to show you the bubble that we live in here, right? Yeah, of course, there's more to the world out there,
1: exactly. And yet,
0: we're, we, we don't see it, but when we do, we're like, Holy shit,
1: yeah. so. <laughs> yes, it's quite enlightening. In fact, I think all everyone's just when you're like 18, 19, you should just before you go to college, you should spend some time overseas and just yes, experience the absolutely. world, just open your eyes.
0: I've been overseas since I was five, six years old. My dad, who's an engineer, we lived in Spain when I was five and six. Wow. Then we moved back to the States. Then my dad lived in Italy, and I went for a summer. Uh, Then he lived in Mexico, and I would go for summers. So my dad has always traveled my whole life with his job. So I highly agree. If anybody's listening, of course they're listening, Paul. But like... (laughs) Old or young, I mean, I, I realize there's a pandemic and whatnot, but if nothing else, I hope that obviously being stuck in is is igniting a fire to want to travel and explore and see new things and new places and meet new people and and to enjoy it. And I think actually, I realize that is actually the beauty of the United States, that if more people just realized it, is that the United States is literally a fucking melting pot. You literally have all of the world in one country. Yeah. We have all of the different kinds of foods, all the different kinds of people. You don't even really have to fucking leave the country. It's all here.
1: <laughs> that's the beauty of LA. That's one of the things I love about LA. It's literally, I can get any food anywhere. I have a friend who's like a tall foodie. And he, anytime I go, I've gone out with him, he takes me to the most obscure places and like some backwoods you know, restaurant that's from some country you've never heard of. And then we have the food. And I'm like, this is amazing. Like, where yeah. is it? And it's it's really cool. I'm like, oh, thank God for LA or, you know, in many most major cities have all these things available to us. It is true. We do have many, many blessings just living here. You don't get that when you live in, like it wasn't Japan. There wasn't, well, I I went to Japan. There wasn't like restaurants from Mexico and Argentina. It wasn't like- Do you
0: know what, Paul? When I was in Italy, there was Chinese food and it was amazing. The Chinese people actually spoke Italian. And I was like, holy shit. I was 13 at the time thinking like, holy shit, Chinese people speaking Italian. (laughs) Meanwhile, then I'm living in London in my 30s and I'm like, You know, you look at anybody and they all have British accents and you're like, you're black, white, Indian, Asian, and you have a London, a British accent. Yeah. Meanwhile, I don't think it's funny being an American, seeing any of those people with the American accent, you know?
1: Yeah, no. No, it's not. I actually, London is, I believe, one th- th- considered the most like diverse city in the world. Literally every country is in London. No, mainly because the British conquered every country at one point in the world. So a lot of descendants from the world all in London. It's quite, quite an amazing city. I've always wanted to go there. Not I have not made it yet. Well, I guess where can people find you? Because obviously now you are, last for one is going to be around, but it's kind of like closing up. So you must, I'm guessing, do you have another page? you have a website?
0: Yes. Yeah, so right now, I currently have that girl makes kicks, and that's where I'm displaying my sneaker work. I also created another page called the co-creator because that's this idea that I have, and the kicks, the sneakers, are just the footwear element of it. Um, the co-creator, of which I don't even know how to fully explain it yet, which means it's still coming along, but it's just about being a creator and sharing those gifts. And there is a spiritual element into it. Cause it's like, you know, you create your own day, you make your own day, you decide. Nobody can upset you. Nobody can do anything unless you allow them to. Yeah. You can manifest whatever you want. If you don't like your life, you can change it. If you're tired of standing still, then move. Probably part of the the inspirational part of me that I was able to speak to people through Lash411. I think I'm trying to find my voice in that and how I can continue to help people and inspire people. Maybe just not in a particular niche, but just in general. And so, you know, I kind of want to explore how I can do that with the Lash411 page in that, like, like I said, I have grown a following and yeah, I'm going to pivot and yes, I have pages that are pivoting it, but I still, I want to find a way to use that following and still help and inspire people because like I said, Lash 411, yes, it's the content, but it's also me. Yeah. And I remember, and I know that if people have come to me and said, it's you, it's you, it's you. I want to follow you. Like... I want to know what you're doing. I'll follow you anywhere. People have said that to me and I'm like, like <laughs> so I'd be stupid not to keep that and find a way to still give without emptying my cup uh-huh. and like, you know, on my terms and and find a way to do that. And I mean, like I said, from now until December thirty-first, it's still lash four one one. Yeah. I'm like, I'm gonna start archiving the posts and yeah. you know, if you want to be post, you're gonna have to get access through the website and you can do that just by purchasing a copy of the manual and like hey, win win, you get a whole ninety-two page thing that's business and mm-hmm. lash and you get the website.
1: That's awesome. I think it's great. And I think you giving back, I mean, that's kind of what you've been doing already. So this is just you going to another level and maybe in a wider audience, right? I mean, maybe there's more people now that will be attracted and find something helpful that you can give them.
0: I hope so. And so, yeah, it's just finding a way. And for a while that page might just be dead. It might just be sitting there and I've already seen people are already dropping off, unfollowing it. And that's totally okay. I'm like, okay, bye. Like,
1: (laughs) (laughs) Your joy is not based upon how many followers you have on your page.
0: (laughs) I used to have a notebook that I was writing down the first year, my follower count every day. Oh, wow. See how it was growing. And I remember July, 2015 to October, 2015 to get a thousand followers. And I remember when I hit a thousand, I was just in awe. Like, oh my gosh, I hit a thousand. it was like it doesn't matter what happens from here. I hit a thousand. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. Yeah. And so yeah, that none of that phases me anymore. Yeah. I don't care about any of it. And I'm so grateful for that.
1: Yeah, it's a but that's freeing, I bet.
0: Oh yes. Yeah. Yes. And I think
1: too many people in our industry get caught up in that hamster wheel that doesn't pay, by the way. It doesn't give you any money, especially if you're if you're a last artist trying to collect clients and all you're doing is appealing to last artist and you can be popular. Uh, yes. Wow, well, that's just
0: Because you want the following Yeah, yeah. the count.
1: You want that 10k so you can start I don't know, give a swipe up functions
0: That number somehow symbolizes some kind of status yeah. And It's like, here, here's food, penny for your thoughts Food for the soul, whatever you yeah. call it I lived in a small town in New Jersey How many fucking followers do I really need on my last business page? How many clients could I possibly have?
1: Once you have a full
0: book of clients, what do you need? Yeah
1: we built a salon with like 12, anywhere from 10 to 13 stylists doing, it in, you know, seven digits. And we basically had almost no Instagram presence. It was not our main way we got clients. We got clients by blowing people through referral, through Yelp, through reviews, through, uh, you know, winning awards, all the other things like you know, you know, through programs. Tusney Flipping joined a gym when she first started, high-end gym, so she would hang out with rich people. They would see her lashes and she would talk about it. And then they'd be like, but
0: yourself who they are. like
1: Yeah. Where are your ideal client? Go do it. Even if you don't have the money and sign for the gym membership, the
0: bathroom handing out flyers, LA like TGI Fridays and friendlies, like yeah. in the women's bathroom. On a Friday night, yeah. I'm like, I know you're on a date. Like, <laughs> here you go. It's last girl.
1: Yeah, yep. absolutely. And that's the stuff where people don't realize. I, I actually have shared more and more that you're, too many people are spending one, two, three hours a day on Instagram and getting zero clients out of it, or one client. Man, imagine if you were handing out flyers to a hundred people.
0: You got to get on the ground. Yeah, yeah. I, one of my five free ways to get business. Pass out 10 business cards a day. Like put 10 cards in your purse in the morning and don't come
1: home with them. Yep. Exactly. I've I've said the same thing. Just get those business cards. Everyone you meet, doesn't matter who. In fact, we just interviewed someone who uh, is a smaller town and she shared her whole way. She got busy. She had business cards and everywhere she went, she just met people and talked to them and then they'd come and become clients. Mm -hmm. No Instagram.
0: Around town, done.
1: Yeah, it's and it's much easier and faster than trying to get a 1,000 followers. Oh,
0: yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Who may not even be in your area? This yeah. may not even be in the state. That's the thing about Instagram, too. It's like uh, the Instagram profiles. Wh- where are you?
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Stop it where with it. Like, don't tell me you're just doing lashes. For crying out loud, I need a name and a location.
0: Yeah, like how the fuck am I supposed to book? Where are you? Uh, you're <laughs> I'm New Jersey. Hello,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. So, oh, well, that's people on Last Four
0: Hundred One DMs. Hey, can I make an appointment with you? <laughs> really? Yeah, and I'm
1: well, like, no, no. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty funny. Actually, I knew someone else that uh, this is a speaker, someone in the hair world, and this person doesn't do hair, but he's a well-known speaker and he's well, very well-known in the industry because he's a business person, and he. Actually, when people inquire for him to speak, they often would reach out to him, say, hey, we'd love you to speak, and we'd love you to talk about your haircutting career, dah, 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 dah. and they'd be like, because he goes, he'd just write back like, I'm not coming. <laughs> like, You don't you know oh. I don't cut hair? Like, You don't know anything about me? Like, You just reach out to me and think I'm a hairstylist?
0: That happened to me for an event. An event, they invited me to come speak. They had somebody call me to go over some stuff. And they were like, we want you to talk about your favorite product of ours. And I'm like, I don't use your product. no. (laughs) And they were like, are you a lash artist? And I'm like, do you know who you're talking to? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Do you know anything about what I do?
0: Hello? Like what? And then me and this person ended up becoming good friends. Oh, good. (laughs) It was, yeah, same exact thing, like, hello?
1: Yeah. I always, I've been trying to, on our posts a little bit or on our stories, sharing with the people who follow us because people reach out to us all the time. And I'm always like, hey guys, I want to educate you how to reach out to people. Because I remember you too. Like, why don't you start with hello? Like, you know, just like a normal relationship. Reach out to us like we're people and engage me, not because you can get something from me, but engage me because you want to help me. You want to make my life better. You want to make that, that other influencer's life better, that brand better. You, you need to bring value to them. You can't just be going, everyone's sucking up, thinking it's all about you.
0: I don't know who the fuck you are. Yeah. This is like literally walking up to a random stranger on the street and just not even saying, hey, just saying, what do you like about such and such? Yeah. Who, hello?
1: Yeah. Who are you? Where did you come from? It's weird. We forget the social niceties, like what we would do normal if we meet someone, the graces that you have, the politeness, the kindness, the compliments, the, just to be good, build a relationship, show interest in the other person. Don't, you don't just show up at... And just want something for yourself. And I think that's internet is kind of created It's like weird one way road where you just don't think of the other person. You just think it's all about you. And I think that's a bad, bad trend that hopefully we can stem.
0: <laughs> and you know what, Paul, it probably just comes down to as people who are giving we do have to set the boundary and you know, uh, we tell others, hey, put a call to action for your clients in your captions. Well, you know, our call to action should be, and hey, if you have any further questions and you'd like to talk to me, here's how you can do that. And you know, then try, not that they read, yeah. you know, <laughs> <laughs> because then you'll still get somebody who leaves a comment. This is right, how can I do that? And it's like, yeah look up. I wrote it. You want me to write it again? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but if we don't tell them and, or if we don't continue to consistently drive that in every fucking caption, because Hey, they'll read that post, but they won't read that post. Like
1: It's like training your clients, right? You trained your clients to wash your lashes, to come on time, to do all that stuff. We got the same thing we have to do when we're working with people in the, as far as other people in our industry is learning the, to have boundaries and teach people to behave and respect each other. And yeah, that's something that's another, I have many missions. That's another one. of My little things, trot, things like I hope to see more of in our industries go. So, uh, thank you, Sandra. Thanks for coming on. And uh, maybe we'll have you back one day. Maybe with an update, you can share. Hey guys, I just got a big deal with some shoe company and, and uh, they bought my company or something like that. I don't know. We'll just see whatever it is.
0: Director at Nike. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so thanks
1: so much. And we will hopefully hear from you again sometime soon. Thanks.
0: Thank you so much, Paul. I sincerely appreciate it. Lash Industry, before I go, I just want to say Paul and Destiny have done y'all a solid. They're continuously giving you guys just information, freely giving of themselves. I sincerely appreciate them for inviting me on, for giving back to the industry. Um, Just thank you for giving me the opportunity to speak my piece. You had some great questions, Paul, and I I couldn't have asked for a better experience. So I think he's still...
1: And that's a wrap, guys. Thank you for hanging out with us today. I really appreciate you taking time every week to come and listen. It means a lot to us. I want to ask you to please follow us on Instagram at LashCastPodcast and at the Last Conference. And remember to subscribe, share, and review. On behalf of my missing Lash wifey, Tustany, as well as our special guest, Sandra Duarte, I want to thank you for taking some time to listen. Keep on lashing. Remember, you have a friend in the lash industry.